More and more, people want to know that they're doing the right things with their money and their investments, and that certain strategies can actually have an impact on society. Today, we're here with Wes Lyons, CFP, and general partner at the Eagle Venture Fund here in South Lake, Texas, to talk about impact investing and how investments can be made with the intention to generate social impact alongside financial returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. I'm your host, Will Laughlin. Today, I'm excited to be joined here by industry peer, Wes Lyons, who also runs the website faithbasedinvesting.co, and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the arena of Christian impact investing and bringing that concept to the forefront. Welcome, Wes. Thanks for having me, Will. I'm very excited to be here and to talk about faith-based investing. Well, Wes, let's just go ahead and jump into it then. I want to hear your thoughts on this world of impact investing and what you see developing when it comes to financial professionals and investors' preferences for elevating this type of concept into their investment portfolios. It's a really interesting time right now because there are stats showing that 64 to 75% of investors want investments that match their values. We're moving fast in a direction where the majority of the marketplace is actively seeking to align their investments and their morals, but only something like 18% of advisors are actually talking and implementing this type of strategy. It's a huge issue, and it's also a massive opportunity for advisors that figure it out and understand how to serve clients in a sophisticated way that can maximize both positive impact and financial returns. The folks that will win in this space will gain major market share, is my opinion. In 10 years, I think we'll have a lot of financial professionals that have this light bulb moment that, of course, they should position themselves this way. But the time to act is now. It's compelling because there's roughly two to three trillion of assets of the addressable market that we believe are interested in faith-based and impact-oriented investments, compared to roughly 25 billion in faith-based investments today. So it's really adding two zeros to where we're at today. Well, man, that's a that's a pretty huge gulf uh, between those things, and uh, I think I've even seen some stats uh, from Natixis recently that something to the tune of almost 80% of investors are looking for values aligned investments. So uh, if we see that huge of a gap between those things, what do you think needs to be done uh, to get more advisors on board with this concept and, and create the sea of change in acceptance in the broader industry uh, around impact investing? That's a great question, Will. In my opinion, I think we need to train hundreds of advisors to build values-aligned portfolios to meet investor demand. That's why I launched faithbasedinvesting.co to train advisors to build faith-based portfolios. On another track, it's another important consideration is the ability to measure a company's impact. I believe it's the elephant in the room for the impact investing space writ large and the faith-based investing community. We can't compare companies because there's no standard for how to measure them right now. Advisors and clients need to be able to effectively and efficiently understand what they want their investments to go towards, and a standard of measurement could potentially transform the investment world and the marketplace. 
Yeah, I, I really, I think that's something that would be pretty huge. I think you've seen uh, a few things in the headlines recently, even BlackRock uh, is clearly making their presence felt more uh, in this space. But uh, some of the more compelling questions being raised today are around, yes, how can how, how can people really um, measure that concept? So, so maybe that brings me to what are some areas that, that you think are maybe the most overlooked or, or maybe misunderstood aspect of impact investing? Well, in my opinion, what I see the most and the most misunderstood aspect of impact investing is that many people think that when you touch this world, you have to get a below market rate return. You can build high impact portfolios and still get ahead of the benchmark for the year in many cases. Many faith-based funds were in the top 10% of their peer group for 2019, and it wasn't an anomaly year. More than half of the faith-based funds were in the top half of their peer group last year. And the Christian Investment Forum, if you look at multi-year studies, did a study a few years ago showing faith-based funds outperformed their peer group by almost a percent over a several-year study. If you go over to the private markets, there's even more compelling studies showing Christian values-driven companies really do outperform their peers. So... Wes, maybe let's uh, back up a little bit and talk specifically uh, about something that really is in your wheelhouse, uh, what you do within Eagle Venture Fund and how it fits into this world. Eagle Venture Fund was formed to pursue this double bottom line of significant impact and significant returns. In 2016, we had launched a private equity fund for high net worth clients. That fund didn't have an impact mandate or a Christian entrepreneur mandate, but it became clear that we really wanted to hone in on and focus on working with entrepreneurs that were trying to integrate their faith and who needed values aligned capital to do something positive in the world with their business. We saw entrepreneurs who were bringing power to an African country that had rolling power outages. We saw entrepreneurs saving lives from malaria. We saw them creating new forms of three-dimensional art with print, 3D printing. And we saw them addressing bullying crisis and the mental health crisis. And they inspired us. These entrepreneurs needed aligned capital that shared their values. The companies that we've invested in through Eagle are part of what I would call a new breed of businesses that do well because they do good, not in spite of it or because of their corporate giving. It's companies like the Mars Corporation or Costco or the Container Store or Wegmans. They've thrown out the, the old um, maxim on Wall Street was maximize shareholder value. That's the purpose of business. But instead, these new businesses, they're instead looking at the values their business either creates or destroys across spheres of influence, their employees, their customers, communities, and the physical environment. And their stories are laid out in three good books that I recommend. One is Completing Capitalism. Another is Firms of Endearment. Uh, third is The Good Job Strategy. We'll have links to those in the podcast notes. Um, the conclusion that all these three books share is these companies are doing well by doing good. They're pouring investment into their employees, treating others the way they want to be treated, and it's working. So, Wes, between... Uh, the companies that you mentioned and, and some of the books that you had an opportunity to read on this, they're really turning that concept of shareholder primacy on its ear uh, and really looking at a new way to think about building a business. How is that translating to impact investing today? That's a great question, and you're absolutely right, Will. Um, today, we're living in really exciting times 
really because we're seeing a big shift in consumers becoming eco-conscious, socially conscious, and values conscious. Deloitte published a study citing that 90% of consumers are willing to switch to a more sustainable brand, and 70% are willing to pay more for sustainable and responsible products. The great businesses of the 2020s won't just have a good product or a good service or a good corporate social responsibility program to give back. The core of their businesses will touch the world positively and produce a change in the marketplace. We've seen the early adopters and in the 2020s, we'll watch businesses try to turn towards social impact. And candidly, they're going to have varying degrees of success. But that's why you need firms like Guidestone and Eagle working hard to find great businesses for our investors. That's the goal of impact investing to me. It's finding businesses that are doing well because they're doing good and the opportunity to invest in a way that aligns with my values. So that's a pretty clear uh, evolution uh, of the concept of investing. So how did that lead you to where you are today and how you work with entrepreneurs specifically? Well, early stage investing is interesting because nine out of 10 early stage companies fail. So we have a hill to climb to choose the right businesses to invest in. Over the past three years and for many years before that, separately, we've developed a three-phase due diligence process for funding these early stage entrepreneurs and their businesses. We vet based on a set of 50 criteria points. It's everything from the market that they're in, the cash cycles, how to, what do the sales cycles look like, how many new ideas are you asking customers to accept, et cetera. There's 50 of them. but And usually the companies that score well are software of service companies or financial technology companies, which is where we focus. But my favorite part of the whole early stage investing process has been walking with entrepreneurs that we've invested in. We have this really unique position in our lives because we've told them, I believe in you with our dollars. And we're often some of the only people in their lives who believe in them, understand their business, and share their faith. So that gives us the opportunity to pray and consult with them about everything from kid problems to the big deal that they're about to close. And I just absolutely love the privilege of the friendships that come from that journey. Well, as you you go down that journey, uh, there's a phrase you used earlier, um, and it's something I've heard you talk about on a number of occasions, and that's values-aligned capital. Maybe tell me about why that matters so much. Well, simply put, capital has influence. It's why Guidestone exists. It's why faith-based investing exists. And our investor influence is amplified, I believe, in early stage companies where you're face-to-face with the founders and you might be one of seven to 12 investors. It's an intense experience to launch and scale a business. And especially so if you're trying to fix something that's broken. For these entrepreneurs and businesses, taking the wrong type of capital can be detrimental to their impact. For one example, we work with an entrepreneur who works in email marketing. We've talked about him before, and one-third of his um, marketplace in in marketing revenue is from adult entertainment. If he doesn't have values-aligned capital, he won't have the control to be able to turn down a contract from Playboy or Maxim. Another example is a healthcare company with the goal of saving hundreds of thousands of lives from malaria. They design their product for people living on $2.50 a day in Ghana. And they needed values-aligned capital to begin with the vulnerable rather than target the affluent U.S. market. They needed investors who would let that high-profit market come second. 
values aligned capital lets these business owners grow and scale all while staying in line with their morals, their values, and their beliefs. And you can do well by doing good, but sometimes it does take tough decisions to invest in your employees or suppliers or the mission. And it doesn't really fit sometimes into that profit maximizing paradigm that many investors have. So Wes, if you're looking at a different paradigm than is traditional, what are you doing at Eagle? At Eagle, what we're trying to do is find an find companies who are impacting the marketplace and provide substantial return on investment. Because we invest in companies that are early stage and the timeline really stretches out to five to seven or even even longer in how long we're going to be invested with them. And it's helpful to zoom out and look at the whole marketplace. The timeline varies across funds, and there are a lot of funds doing faith-based investing. You can check out many of them at faithdriveninvestor.com for a rundown or a map of the options. Many of them work on different timelines and target different rates of return. The space of faith-based investing is young, and it's still in development. And one of the reasons it's so interesting is because you've got this spectrum of impact and returns. There's no bad area in the spectrum, obviously, but it's important to understand where each individual investment lands within it. Wes, it really sounds to me like the core of Christian impact investing and faith-based investing is really all about earning returns and at the same time caring about society's well-being. It absolutely is, Will. And I really appreciate everything you all are doing in the space at Guidestone and, and inviting me here today to talk about it. Well, Wes, absolutely. It is an important topic, and I really appreciate you being here uh, to help walk us through Christian impact investing and, and help our listeners understand that concept. Absolutely. For those of you listening, if you do have any questions about this topic or our podcast, please feel free to email us at faithbasedinvesting at guidestonefunds.com and take a look at the podcast notes for links to a number of the topics that we discussed today. Investment considerations. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. There can be no guarantee that any strategy, risk management or otherwise, will be successful. You should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Guidestone funds before investing. A prospectus with this and other information about the funds may be obtained by calling 1-888-GS-FUNDS, 1-888-473-8637, or downloading one at guidestonefunds.com funds. It should be read carefully before investing. Guidestone Fund shares are distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, not an advisor affiliate. Foresight is not a registered investment advisor and does not provide investment advice.